No, you got to fix that. I know. It sounds like I'm reading. This so is don't why I don't it. want the script. But So ah. do you want me to say that then? And then you add It's Real Teachers Real Talk? No, no, no. Come with your little attitude toast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Peeps, this is Alyssa, and I'm here with my co-host and faux little bro, Andre. And welcome to the first episode of Teachers Like Us. To start off, I guess I could just say that this is not your typical education podcast. Like, as much as we're going to be talking about educational challenges and all that stuff, we are going to look at it from the lens of underrepresented teachers because we, myself and Alyssa, are both black, young, underrepresented teachers. So we're going to be using this as a platform to discuss not only our experiences, but our perspective on different um, educational challenges or things that we see in the media. It's real teachers, real talk. So uh, let's start off with a bit about how this whole thing got started. It came up after was it watching that uh, Netflix docu series called um, "When They See Us," and just um, looking at the experience of those um, five uh, boys and how they were mistreated by not only like police or lawyers, but just the system in general, and also the fact that there's just things that they themselves didn't understand or things that their parents didn't understand. Um, it really opened my eyes for us to say that, okay, we need to be making sure that we're doing our part so that um, not only so that kids don't get into that same situation ever again, but that kids are being educated in general, no matter what it is, that they get to know their roots, get to know their rights in our um, 21st century way of teaching. I agree. I think the other part to that, as well as, um, I've been on Instagram for a while and looking at a bunch of teachers um, doing this whole teachergram thing. And there are, as usual, a lack of black voices or um, even teachers of color, period. And I feel like in a lot of the resources that are provided for teachers these days, that perspective is missing. So it's always our perspective that's either left out or even worse, they've taken it on for themselves and tried to represent us how they see us. So, um, yeah, if you haven't done so, what I would recommend is Google Central Park 5 um, so you can get an idea of what Andre was talking about with uh, when they see us. So. Now that you know kind of how we got started with this podcast, we're going to tell you a little bit about who we are. I'll start. Um, so I'm a husband, a father to a little rowdy, strong little girl that we call El Boogie. And um, I'm finally in my first contract year of teaching. So I've been a supply teacher and on an LTO list for an extended period of time. So shout out to all my supply teachers out there. I know we see you, you're working hard, you'll get your contract one day just like me. Won't have to wait very long for that. <laughs> um, so right now I am starting off teaching uh, grade six language and social studies, something that I've done before um, being in an LTO and being a supply teacher uh, for many years, whether it's teaching grade seven, six, five, three, eight. I've done this a lot. So now I just get to have some more permanence that way. Um, my other teaching experience that I've had like I said to you guys, it's teaching um, 
whether it's math or science or language and social studies from grades three to grade eight. I've also been an in-school support teacher. So um, helping kids understand like what their um, roadblocks may be as far as teaching inside the classroom and trying to help them one-on-one with those things. Um, outside of the classroom, I carry a lot of passions. And funny enough, today being the first day that I had to introduce myself to my new class, I had to spend all this time looking at all of these passions that I have and saying to myself, oh my gosh, I spend entirely too much money (laughs) on all of these things. But um, the passions that I have are shoes, cars, photography, and like I said, all three of them take up my money on a daily basis or take up my time on a daily <laughs> basis. And I also have uh, sports and music that I'm really into. And I find that these um, things or these passions that I have actually help drive my teaching and help drive the connections that I make with the students in the hallways. And fun fact, uh, Andre just got a pair of shoes from his parting class oh yeah because they know how much he loves shoes and that's how strong of a connection he built to his students exactly funny enough I, it's something like to joke around with my kids when kids always want to know like hey what do you get your teacher for um christmas or the end of the school year i always say like hey i really like shoes you guys all know i like shoes somebody buy me shoes please and as much as i'm joking these guys actually made it happen and i was really um surprised by it so thank you Class 8G, my favorite um, kids that I've got to teach for the last three years now. So it's been cool. Slow down with three years. I had them last year. So, (laughs) yeah, shout out to 8G, who was 7A last year. And they were 6G in grade (laughs) 6 when I taught them. Competing over kids. But, yeah, those kids are awesome. So... A little about me. I am a wife. I'm a mom of four, including my 12-year-old bonus son. Um, I started teaching eight years ago now, which is crazy to think because I feel like I'm 20-something and I'm 30-something now, so that's a little scary. Um, I started teaching French originally on an LTO, and I actually got that right away, so I never had to supply. So, yeah, so she doesn't know the struggle, <laughs> supply teachers. Trust me, I, I know, know the struggle. I know it. I, people, people hate on me so hard, but you know, when you're good, you're good. So <laughs> you don't have to spend years on the LTO list like this guy. Um so yeah, I actually, funny enough, interviewed for my posi- my position in January, at the end of mid-January or something like that, and ended up going on vacation because uh, Nigel and I already had a vacation booked. So they were like, hey, can you start? And I'm like, oh, I'm going on vacation, so we're going to have to do that a little bit later. <laughs> I don't even know how I swung that, but I still managed to get that LTO. Um, since then, I've taught language, history, geography, drama dance, visual art, phys ed, uh, health, everything but math and science. It's not my jam. I know my strengths. And you know what? I'm <laughs> They're not, not calculations, yeah, is what she's no, saying. I'm not going to mess with that. Like, I am creative. And my creativity really lies in those kind of artsy and languagey type things. Um, Right now, I actually have a few support periods built into my schedule for guidance and contact type stuff. Um, And that's where I'm hoping to head in the near future and then kind of distant future, maybe curriculum development or something like that. Outside of the classroom, I am halfway through my MED. Woo woo. It's so dry, but you know what? I have been working my butt off since May of last year. 
And especially with four kids and doing this job and doing a million other things. I sit on the board of directors for the Indigenous Network. Like, it doesn't stop. I'm a baller. So. Yeah. So. <laughs> I guess you could say that the difference between me and Alyssa is that she uses her time well and I watch YouTube videos <laughs> and buy shoes and stuff like that. But, you know. <laughs> that's, that's the difference between uh, contract right away and. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can do those kind of things when you have, you know, money in the oh. summertime and stuff like that. Us <laughs> supply teachers, that's right. I'm here with you guys still. We have to work hard, you know, work through the summertime, grind, you know hustle. What? Don't make and it still seem- inspire <laughs> on a daily basis. Don't make it seem like I'm against the supply teachers. I love being a good supply teacher. Uh, contact me because I'll be taking some days. <laughs> yeah, don't play around. Um, and besides all the academic stuff, like I am... You know, I love learning, but I I like fun stuff too. I dance, I choreograph, I I sing on occasion. Not going to ever hear that here. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I choreograph and uh, dance sometimes with our senior dance crew. And I actually just applied for Peel Dance Showcase today for the Kitty. So I'm super excited for that. That sounds... Yeah. So if we backtrack even further... Uh, how did you get into your position as a teacher? All right, so for um, me, I had no intentions of being a teacher. I wanted to be a lawyer since I was probably like four or five years old. Um, probably super inappropriate now that I'm older, but my mom used to have us watch um, Law and Order all of the time. <laughs> Which all, version? Um, both was it S S V U S V U is the truth. That's the number. S V U and there's a the other one I can't remember like the regular Law and Order. <laughs> um, we used to spend so much time watching it, and I was really in into law from an early age. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be a lawyer. And then everyone used to tell me like, hey, you know, well, nicely tell me that I talk a lot and that I'm really good at like explaining myself or getting out of arguments and situations and stuff like that. So. I was like, yeah, okay, law is what I want to do. So I went to uh, Guelph Humber and took their um, justice studies course. And I was on my way to law school, even in my third year, um, taking the uh, LSAT courses that you can't take before taking that LSAT test just to make sure that you're prepared for it. But in my uh, third year, I had a teacher that was, or a professor that was the in the same field of law that I wanted to be in. So he was a um, youth criminal justice lawyer. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be involved with kids. So being in these kids' life where whether they have been dealing with and having problems with the law or, it's, or if they're in some sort of situation because of where they've grown up and the things that they've seen and ways that I can help them, whether it was programming or, um, again, just helping them in their law cases. And um, I got very close to that professor and had a lot of conversations with him. And he essentially told me that, hey, all of the kids that I see are really just like pieces of paper. I don't really interact with the kids. Most of the times when I go to court, I don't see these kids. They're just pieces of paper. I send them where they need to send them. Somebody calls me and lets me know, did they get there? Did they not get there? And that was it. And once I heard that, I was like, okay, well, I don't want to do that. I was fully prepared to be in law school for the three extra years and do all of the reading and writing as much as I dislike reading. <laughs> but um, <And> spelling. <laughs> 
but I was fully prepared to get into all of that to make sure that I set myself up for what I wanted to do. And once he told me that, I was like, okay, well, I don't want to do that anymore. Right. So I decided, okay, what am I going to do? And um, through um, searching throughout that third year, um, I came across teaching. Someone came to me and he was like, as much as you want to be involved with kids, why don't you try teaching? And I said, okay, let me see what it's, uh, let me look, I guess, further into it. And then I, I was like, okay, this is the best thing for me because not only am I interacting with these students on a day-to-day basis, but I'm actually getting to see the change in their lives. Like, just like how we were just talking about my quote-unquote favorite class right now being 8G. Um, Those students, I I taught them when they're in grade six. I taught them when they just entered middle school. So now to see them and how they developed and how they've grown and how they handle situations now, whether it's through um, conversations that I've had with them as a class or as individuals, that's what makes me coming to work every morning so exciting. And that's what I wanted to have when I thought I was going to be a lawyer, but I'm teaching and I love it. So similar to Andre, I never wanted to be a teacher either. I definitely was almost anti-teacher if you, yeah, if you really want to go there. I remember, so I went to a regional arts high school and I studied vocal music. And after that, a lot of people obviously went into music because that's what we had majored in in high school. And I remember people asking me if I was going to do that. And I said, "Uh, absolutely not, because all I can be is a teacher and that sucks. So (laughs) that didn't happen. Um, But I thought I was going to be, you know, a famous singer, entertainer, dancer, whatever it was. I, I wanted to be in the entertainment industry. So I decided to go to university for public relations. And I also went to the University of Guelph Humber uh, before Andre did. Hey, shout so. out GH. Shout hey. out GH. <laughs> yeah. Um, and funny, we hadn't, we didn't know each other. So our time, I think, overlapped. Because I, I hung out with the cool kids. Okay. Um, Andre on the did Humber side nothing. of things. Okay. I played varsity <laughs> volleyball at Humber. Where was Andre? I don't, I don't, I don't even know where we're going right now. So yeah, I went for public relations um, and was fully intending to continue on that path until my last year. Um, and I was doing my internship and I realized how much I hated sitting in an office. Um, so funny enough, Guelph Humber actually had positions for liaison officers. And those are the people that go around to the high schools and talk to the kids about university and why they want to come to their university. So I applied and got that position and started that September um, while I thought, you know what, I'm going to apply for my master's and see. So I was doing that job. I applied for my master's in Latin American and Caribbean studies and a funny story, funny but sad story. So my French is good enough, let's say. I teach French. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. My French is good enough. Um, So I was asking if they taught um, any, if I could audit or not even audit, but just go sit in on a class um, where they had like French speaking countries, not just Latin American, Caribbean uh, countries. And so they let me come sit in and they had this guy from, from somewhere. What's up? It's okay. (laughs) Lots of interruptions. So, I'm sitting in this class with this French speaking guy and I understood zero of what he was saying. Um, needless to say, I didn't get into the program. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, there's always people coming in and out of our rooms. So Never our cust- a dull moment in 170. Our custodians are awesome, so 
we don't mind. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Bye. I was about to be like, don't do it. Um, so where was I? So yeah, didn't get into my master's and realized that when I was on the road talking to all these high school students that I really enjoyed that interaction. So I was like, hmm, maybe I should consider teaching. I should actually backtrack a little bit and say that I applied for my master's because I thought I wanted to be like a prof or something like that uh, at that point. So I've done like a million trips around the sun. Um, so then, yeah, and I saw, you know, I was looking at students who were being streamed into certain areas. So I was talking to a lot of black girls and I was like, what are you applying for? And they were like, nursing. And it was because <laughs> their guidance counselors, like, Again, no offense to anyone who was teaching at that time, but their guidance counselors were streaming them into nursing because they thought that's where they belonged or that's where they saw the most black girls going. Yeah, well, if you look at it, look at all of the Jamaican nurses there are in the world. And shout out every to the Jamaican an- nurses. Every auntie that I know has has at some point thought about being in nursing. And you know what? There is nothing wrong with nurses. In fact, I love nurses. One of my best friends is a nurse. But it's the streaming that bothers me. It's that idea that you look at someone and automatically you're like, yep, you're going to be a nurse. But like, what if that's not her interest? Like, why are you like, what? I'm getting like 45 in biology right now. Exactly. Like, let's stop and think for a little bit. So, yeah, I went to teacher's college and then the rest is history. So next, I thought we would just kind of talk about our different perspectives for this podcast because as much as we're on the same page as it comes to kind of our commitment to students and our connection to students, I think our our reasons for podcasting and the ideas behind what we want our listeners to get out of the podcast might vary a little bit. So let's talk about that. So I would say for me, I think what I'm expecting from this is like, it's a learning experience for me. So I'm... Um, as much as you, you're going to see if you follow us on Instagram at Teachers Like Us. Again, if you follow us on Instagram at Teachers Like Us, you'll, teachers you'll like see us. Um, that myself and Alyssa, we're, like, we're actually friends. So don't think that we're just here in this podcast and <laughs> working together. He uses friends with air quotes, though. Yes, so all the time because <laughs> she's forever getting at me for the smallest little thing. I'm keeping him on point. Like I am <laughs> keeping him accountable and so, growing his skills. I want this podcast to be a learning experience for me. So I spend a lot of the time, like, because Alyssa has so much more experience than I do, I spend a lot of time just picking her brain and picking her head and seeing, like, okay, um, when I, if I create this lesson or if I have this idea, how am I going to make it so that these students not only connect with it, but are actually going to grow and understand it and be able to recall it later on in life, whether it's next year or next month. So I'm trying to use this podcast as a way to um, teach myself and also hopefully make it open to other people the um, process of how we come up with our lessons. Like, how are we going to, as much as we have this curriculum documents that we need to follow and outlines that we have, how do we unpack that curriculum so that the kids that we are dealing with are actually seeing the curriculum in themselves? So how am I bringing that curriculum to life? That's what I want for the people that are listening here, that you come here. Not only do you get to hear my experiences or my actual like personal experiences and how I've dealt with um, and how I've gone through the education system, but now that I'm a teacher, 
how do how does somebody now take my lessons take my experiences and bring them to their own classroom Wow, I don't even know if I have anything better to add. Um, And truthfully, I hadn't thought about it that way, which is why I think it's a good idea to kind of have someone to bounce things off of. My kind of thoughts were that I wanted people to hear the truth. I wanted people to hear what we don't maybe say to them in the hallway. So there's a lot of teachers that have, you know, they have ideas or they have thoughts and maybe through their own privilege or not kind of understanding that, again, there are voices, there are their colleagues, there are students that are underrepresented and thus when they are teaching, there's just that missed connection. So my idea was always just to give you as much of the stuff that is in my brain that Andre wants to pick, as much of that as I can without overloading you. So my goal is maybe to be more of the I guess the academic behind Andre's coolness. Yeah. And I think that's what you'll find in this podcast is like as much as we're going to talk and share our experiences, whether they're negative or positive, that there's going to be something that you can take away from it, whether you are a teacher yourself or a parent or even a student, because I know for a fact these students are going to find us. <laughs> they're already trying. And they're already <laughs> trying to search to see who we are and what we do outside or outside of um, the classroom. So it's just that when you come and you listen, that you're gaining something that you can take away, whether it's a um, a story or an experience or if it's the, the I don't know, I guess the pinch that you need to fix up essentially that, I like, agree. hey, you can't be doing this to these students anymore whether they are black latino um latinx Latinx (laughs) or indigenous like there's certain things that we need to address and see and look at these different perspectives and again give the voice back to those that have that have had their voices stolen from them i agree wholeheartedly i think that's such a big point um in giving people back their voice. And that's what I think this podcast serves, yes. is is illuminating voices that often aren't heard. Yeah, that's why it's Real Teachers Real Talk. So we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> talk and you're gonna hear some things and you might not like the things that we have to say, but they're the truth and they need there to be said. There are truth at least. Yeah, yeah, there are truth and they need to be said. So that way our voices aren't silent. And uh, we're hoping, depending on how we can swing this, we'd love to kind of have um, some of our the voices of our students, whether that's just anecdotes from them that we can uh, bring in and share or their actual voices. We have to see kind of how that all works. But um, I'd love for people listening to to hear from our students and to hear what what they think Um, is important from a teacher and you'll be surprised because I think a lot of people think that it's just the coolness that gets you points and they don't realize that it's a lot of like we care about our kids we make and build relationships with these with these kids and like and I think it's just how do I say, say that it's it's easier because I'm cool yeah, and that, fair. Like, and again, those who know me knows that the whole cockiness and the, it, it'll never come up. But you'll hear it on this mic a lot that I'm I'm good at what I do, and I'm good at what I do because of who I am, because I bring myself. So like I I say usually like when I'm talking to you, like yeah, I'm, I'm Mr. Mattressing, but you're going to get Andre Mattressing's experiences. 
you're going to get you're going to see Andre mattressing in the assignment that we're doing because if I don't have interest in it then I can't teach it to you because then it's just going to be boring or we're just going to sit here and be bored with each other so when we interact in the hallway when we talk in the classroom when I'm teaching you something you're getting like it's me it's not fake it's not I'm doing this just because I'm here and I should be getting paid to be a teacher because yeah. I went to school for a certain amount of time. I'm here and now that I'm here, especially now that I'm here that I'm a contract <laughs> teacher. Shout out to the contract. Right? <laughs> when you when you listen to me or when I'm teaching you, you're getting me. It's all it's all me. It's not fake. It's not filtered for the most part. It's me. It's real. And I, I think that's something that on my part. I uh, <laughs> I don't swear in class, but they get they get who I am. They know that my personality shines through everything that we do, and you know those are the, those are the things that are I think important to to students that realness. So yeah. they know it's not it's not for show. Like it's real teachers. And I think another thing that'll be cool too eventually is to start getting you guys asking questions and, and us taking your questions on this podcast. So maybe things that we can do to um, just help in your personal classroom. And that's the bell. So we're going to say, um, <laughs> we're going to say peace out. Make sure um, to follow us on Instagram at teachers like us. If you have questions, we welcome them. Like Andre said, email us at teachers like us at gmail.com. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening. Peace out. It's actually sick that the bell is there. It's not for show. Like, it's real teachers. Real talk.